Hey everybody, you've reached the Mayfair Podcast. I'm Eric. I'm Andrew. And this is Josh. We are recording for the week of September 14th through the 20th of September 2018. It is the 13th. It's Ooh, Thursday the 13th. Man, the scariest one of them the all. meaningless oh, day. I hate these days because like, well I don't hate them, but it's just such a missed opportunity, you know? Like yeah. it's not a Thursday the 12th, it's not Friday the 13th, we got nothing. But people who are born today... Next year we'll get a cool birthday. Yeah, is that how it works? Especially with Facebook memories and stuff, where it's like this day was Friday thirteenth some other time, and, yeah. I, and I'm like, oh, geez, Eric, two years ago loved this day. <laughs> like now it's just like a OFS night, it's, it's, which is very special, of course. But I like OFS night. We were just talking about it because I work Tuesday, and it means a little behind the scenes. Mm. We get to send in our box office report at four thirty. Because the next two movies don't count. Yeah. So it means that by mid-afternoon, we have the marquee change for tomorrow, all the box office stuff done. So we're just basically waiting for a candy bar report at the end of the day. Yeah, which will be huge, of course. Because I'm it just means like, like get a lot of tea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's the funny thing about yeah, an OFS meeting Ottawa Film Society for those not in the know yet. Because we don't have time for full sentences anymore. We just shorten everything. CB instead of candy bar. I don't have time for these things. <laughs> but yeah, I always think when I check the schedule, I'm like, oh, OFS night. Okay, so we need two kettles full of hot water and several oh, that's it. kids' bags of popcorn ready yeah. to go. And uh, It's packed, though. It's so interesting because it's like an alternate universe night because none of these people are coming to the Mayfair any other time of the year. So they come for this film festival series that has been going on, this is their 84th year. What? What? Yeah, really? Yeah. I thought you were going to say like 18th. No, or... this is their 84th year. It's the longest running film society in North America, I think they said. Right. I only know this because a lady did a little introduction before the show on Tuesday, so I went and turned the microphone on yeah. for her. But their 84th year. That's nice. And I don't know. I want to go back and look and see what was 84 years ago. But So they've been doing this Damn. in Ottawa forever. And if you go to their website, it's kind of neat. You can see their programs from the 60s, the yeah. 50s. I think they used to do it at the archives or at the other oh, places. Yeah, that makes sense. They do two series, a French one at the Bytown and an international one with us. Hmm. And I forget how many months it is. It's quite a while. Yeah. Like it's, it's six months, I think, or something like that. Yeah. So once a month, three days is a double bill. A rare a double member. bill. <laughs> and it's, the thing is, it's usually movies we've had. Their screening right now is... Darkest Hour and Fantastic Woman. Yeah, yeah, it was a that's a good double bill. Like I remember seeing that, and I was like, man, that's a that's a good one-two punch to yeah. come in on. And they don't. I would think they would go for classics, but they always go for newer stuff. Mm-hmm. Often, kind of heavy, depressing stuff, which is just coincidental because of Oscar bait kind of movies yeah. or international kind of movies. And I wonder if some of that's because they've seen the classics, like just because of their breadth so, of yeah. knowledge is probably so deep. You're not going to find ninety percent of them haven't seen blank. You know, like, it's always good to track. The walkouts, though, because oh, yeah. it's the same. I was just chatting with Melissa about this, how this is nothing new. If you go back to Pulp Fiction or you go back to Midnight Cowboy, there's always a movie, usually one a year, one every couple of years, that is a little more controversial that people of a certain demographic might go to because it's an Oscar movie. Right. And then they're shocked that oh, it's man. not Forrest Gump. Yeah, like know? Call Me By Your Name or something. Exactly, yeah. yeah. Which I think they're playing for OFS. I think so. I, and I somehow inexplicably missed that while we had it for a month. So did so I. So I might sneak in and watch it with the old folks. I always wondered about that, if that's, if they're going to spot us and be like, hey, he's not a member. You feel very out of place. I've done it a couple times before, and it's just a different feel. Not a wrong feel, Yeah. but you're like... 
I'm the youngest person in yeah. here by 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, young man, where's your ticket? You're like, yes. no, I asked you that. Yeah, so you can get away with it if you're an employee here, but it's funny because, again, what do you call it? The middleman review site, the middleman movie listing site? Yeah. Got it wrong. John Google, I believe. Jo- yeah, I don't know if his name name. John J. Google. <laughs> John J. Google. Yeah, worst guy. Blinima Block. Yeah. So a guy came in and he said, one for Darkest Hour. And I said, oh, well, actually, this is a private event for oh, that's happened. the film society. Yeah, yeah. You shouldn't know about this, sir. And that's what I said. I, I said, how do you know about this? And he said, it's on this website. And I kind of sighed. And he wasn't angry or anything. I said, well, I'm sure you could talk to somebody and maybe figure something out. But yeah. This is a private thing where people pay an annual fee and mm-hmm. then come to see a movie once a month. It's not, I can't sell you a Mayfair ticket. It's not on a box office chart. Yeah. It's a, they've already paid their thing for it. And so he said, oh, why was it on this? And I said, we don't do that. <laughs> they look at our website or they probably maybe looked at the oh, yeah. OFS website. That's insane, though. That and they, they just, even... it's, oh, it's so frustrating. It's almost like they're deliberately trolling us now because they're, they're literally going out of their way to do more well, research that they shouldn't I emailed to do. them on Tuesday and now it's Thursday. I haven't heard back. Yeah. And I just said, hi, I'm from the Mayfair Theater. You again have a wrong listing. It's a private screening for the OFS. Can you please take it down? Yeah. So I, A, haven't heard back from them. And yeah, I don't think they B, can. it hasn't been taken <laughs> down. Because they, as far as I understand it, just make money off of advertising. So they do a half-assed job about mm. putting up movie listings and then sell a couple banner ads. And yeah. It's one guy, and he's doing all the listings in Ontario or yeah. something. So I almost respect that he went out of his way to find the OFS website, find yeah. like all the stuff playing, and put that in. It's just... Yeah, I, I almost respect that even as annoying as it is. Yeah. <laughs> I'm just like, who is this person? But it's when a couple weeks ago it was... He posted three billboards instead of well, three identical strangers. That one is an all-timer <laughs> for me. I, I still can't believe that happened. I just picture some kind of Simpsons gag. All right, I'll read this listing. Three. I'll just stop there. That seems good yeah, enough. Yeah. I know what the movie is. At least there wasn't three on a meat hook. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that'd be awesome. That's, I've heard of that. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, Andrew's deep cuts are always great. We played a couple Christmases ago. We played Somehow Lee found a 35mm print of the late 70s Spider-Man TV movie oh, man. that was the pilot for the TV series that I think lasted six or seven I think episodes. I have a VHS of that or something. It's wonderfully bad. But of course, the other website listed it as Sam Raimi Spider-Man. So many people showed up thinking we were playing Sam Raimi Spider-Man. Oh, man. No, good news, bad news. I can't even believe that was a legit screening that we had, not secret something. Or yeah, anything. it was just a regular screening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and they're like, sure, please have the rights to this. <laughs> like, okay, care. yeah, I don't, you want to show this? Yes, yeah, so it's, it's an ongoing frustration, but I always tell people, just come to our website. If you can go yeah. to that website, you can go to our website. It's true. And, and I, I gotta think at, at least, you know, a good chunk of those people coming for Spider-Man would have stayed for that 70s Spider-Man. Like, that's a once in a lifetime I would have. That would have been exciting. So would I. But, and that's why I'm trying not to be tainted with it where I'm, where I'm just assuming people would want to stay because I would personally. Yeah. <laughs> it's not always that way. Uh, yeah, we're not screening Darkest Hour, but we have Black Hole. Yeah, like, or what? Dark Knight. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's a little different, but little it's different. still good. It, it does have uh, it stars uh, you know G- Gary Oldman in it. well maybe not stars but I mean he's a major character in the Batman series he's it, Commissioner Gordon yeah I'm a co-star <laughs> a hard co-star he's, he's a very important character it's funny speaking of Batman it seems that Affleck is out of Batman and Henry Cavill is out of Superman I don't know that one's 
Still not a hundred percent. Oh, is it? Like that one? Supposedly, it's. I think. I think the real behind the scenes thing is it's a contract dispute, basically, because he, him, and his agent have both said he's not out as Superman. WB has said he's not. <laughs> they haven't said not, he's not out. There. They haven't said he's in, basically. And I think it's one of those things where they're just. Oh, you want that much money, but these movies aren't doing that well. Well, uh, maybe yeah, you're, uh, just end it. Yeah, and it's <laughs> just. And I, I, I get it, too, because they don't really know what they're doing. Are they going to reboot? They've had so many, you know, if you don't want to call them failures, not successes, not not smash successes. Well, that's the problem with this shared universe, is that if this had just been a movie series like James Bond or yeah. Batman, you stop and you recast. Right. But now they have this weird problem where the guy who was in Justice League with Superman is about to be in an Aquaman movie. And yeah. the woman who was in Justice League and in her own movie is going to be in a sequel to Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. So that's all confusing. Yeah, that's and like, he was supposed to be in Shazam, but now he's not. Do you reboot half the universe? Yeah. Do you, like, it's I weird. get it. Yeah, it is. They're in a very odd position because it's like, what are you supposed to do? But he, I actually thought he was a pretty good Superman. I mean, as things go. I think he's okay. I, mean, I just think the script and direction around him was right. horrible. He, he, <laughs> looks, he looks the part, I guess is yeah. what I mean. Like, he's, he's oh, not... Yeah. He's, yeah, he's fine. I don't know. He just had these lines of dialogue that are like, why is Superman so threatening and yeah. angry? Yeah, and, and Affleck, you sort of get like, him not being part of the universe. I never expected him to be a huge long-term piece yeah. just because of who he is. And just the writer, he's, he's an Oscar-winning writer-director, actor, you know. So. I thought it was a weird thing. I think he looks like a good older Batman, but same right. thing. I was like, I thought you were happy going to do your Oscar movies and stuff. I mean, you know, nothing wrong with getting a paycheck, mm-hmm. but... And, and is that all it is? Who knows? Yeah. Or did he think it would be different when he signed on and he thought he would do that detective Batman, you know, the Batman movie? Because that is very appealing. If you if you got X budget and you were allowed to do X story and you didn't have a, a yeah. minimal, you know, studio interference. But I think he probably underestimated WB and just how finicky they were going to be. And, and like, just, I got to be in Suicide Squad. That lowers the price pretty quickly, you yeah. would think. But. And again, if it had just, when they got rid of Tim Burton and Michael Keaton, they got mm. in Val Kilmer. No real confusion. They're like, here's a yeah. new Batman. But this shared universe, I'm very curious if they're just going to come forward and be like, uh... <laughs> We're just gonna, but they can't start again because everyone likes Gal Gadot. So yeah, and Aquaman's not out yet. So yeah. what if Aquaman is a is a one point whatever billion dollar hit? Yeah. Then is Cavill okay again? Like very strange. I don't even, it's very strange. And it's not. Yeah, and again, it's not that he's the problem. The scripts are the problem. So it's very a very weird. weird. Marvel just must be looking at it and being like, Ah, our Ant Man did better than your Superman. Oh, it's, so <laughs> like, it's it's almost hilarious how polar opposite these universes have, have gone just yeah. success wise and so. that's the thing me as a super nerd I have with this creative team I have no interest in another Justice League movie or Superman movie yeah and I'm a DC kid but I would very happily watch another Ant-Man movie yeah oh my god Ant-Man's calling it's a, yeah Ant-Man 3's not happening like hey what? side note though yes. Swamp Thing have you heard about that the TV show I say, we don't talk about TV here well, no, but DC, DC yeah. I'm just there's a lot of good buzz going on with that just because it's for the DC streaming service or whatever yeah. so it's supposedly going to be a hard R James Wan's involved okay, uh, yeah. practical suit and I guess minimal control by the studio supposedly. so I mean they're saying all the right things yeah. and I guess I just I hope DC can succeed with something, really. We can't talk about that here because A, we're supposed to be a movie podcast. True. B, that's not even coming to Canada yet. Oh, so really? I'm mad at them. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, scratch all that. If you go to their website, it just says 
not available in your country. It just says, sorry, Josh. Yeah. You already knew? He's like, oh, but I want to watch old Superfan cartoons. (laughs) Yeah, see, those will never get bad. That's top quality entertainment. But speaking of blockbusters, I think the Oscars now got rid of their blockbuster category. Yeah, they panicked. That's weird. There was a game of chicken, and they instantly lost. That's so funny. Because in the past, blockbusters have won Best Picture. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's like Avatar, the Lord of the Rings. Even. Yeah, and Star Wars was nominated. So it's strange that... Or Toy Story 3 was nominated. Yeah. So it's strange to separate that because it would almost be... Here's one for Black Panther because it made a lot of money and everyone liked it. And here's one for the great Catherine Bigelow movie that nobody saw. Yeah. It seems weird to separate them like that I think maybe they just it was just too quick kind of thing if they phased that in within a couple of years and didn't call it most popular like whatever they called it most popular movie award or something like that I thought again they have 10 nominations if they want yeah and I think last year was do you remember was last year 9 or 8 I thought it was less I think it might have been nine. Nine? Yeah. It wasn't as many as... And I think it's a weird number. Yeah. It's been a while since they had ten. Mm-hmm. And I know there's some mathematical equation that actually one of our listeners posted and explained that makes sense in a math way, but it's like you have to have <laughs> yeah. a certain percentage to get in. And, and right. so even the tenth nominee, they only had seven percent, and you got to have ten, oh you know, God. whatever, something like that. Just give that eighth, nine, tenth nomination to Black Panther yeah. or Star Wars or whatever you're going to put it something to. Something that probably won't win, yeah. but just to make it feel better or whatever. It's strange. The whole thing, I'm still thrown out by the whole if you want to be up, if you want to win Best Supporting Actor, but you're maybe the lead actor, you can't be up for lead actor if you get put up for supporting. If you want to be up for a, you can't, you can't go up for both. You have to go for one or the other. Like, Well, then there's the Golden Globes, which oh. are notorious. There's books about it, of their bribery. Their yeah. Whatever, where... You could do whatever you want, evidently. So sometimes you could roll the dice yeah. and say, The Martian's a comedy. Yeah, comedy or and musical. And win Best Comedy Musical for The Martian, which although does have some humorous moments, is not a comedy or a musical. No. Yeah, I suppose a handful of... But I mean, that's definitely... That's perplexing. Yeah. That's not even the weirdest one, either. I can't... Think, there's been a few over the years where it just is so odd. Or a movie that goes nowhere, wins a bunch of stuff. Yeah. And I remember the last one was the Johnny Depp, Angelina Jolie romantic thriller there. Oh my God, which I completely forgot existed. It won, I believe it won Best Actor, Best Actress, Best Comedy. Yeah. And then flopped. And so it was purely like an advertising campaign. They're like, hey, we'll give you a bunch of gold watches and hotel stays (laughs) if you vote for our movie. Loot bags. Essentially, yeah. (laughs) And that's why you look oh, at the, I mean, you look at anything. Even reviews. I was looking at reviews for... It was for, What was it for? Oh, it was for Sicario. I came to see Sicario Day of Soldado. Sicario Dos, I believe yeah. it was called. Dos Equis. Yeah, it was like, you need a few of these. I really liked it. Okay. Roper gave it four to four stars. Okay. I think the San Francisco Chronicle gave it five out of five stars. But 50% was one star, two star. So more people disliked it than liked mm. it. I loved it. That's interesting. But So you can't trust it, right? If I would have just looked at those bad reviews and yeah. gone, well, I'm going to skip it, I would have missed a movie that I liked. Oh, and it's so still, it's, it's happening with Suspiria and, and even the new Halloween now, where it's just oh, like, yeah. it, they're not even out yet, but you'll have a hand, you know, 19 critics, they'll ignore, <laughs> like, cause some people want those movies to fail. It, it sucks, yeah. but there are people who, are, who just want to be like, oh, I told you, new, new Halloween would suck. Oh, they're ignoring the sequels, you know, I knew it would be bad, and, and Suspiria, remaking a classic, I knew it would suck. And I just, I find that so disheartening, because you just, I want every movie to be good. Yeah. And they can't be. Not every movie can be good. Yeah. But 
still to go in especially a, a franchise you might like or a movie you like, might like why would you want it to fail like even if it just sheds light on the original so that a bunch of 13 year olds oh Candyman cool Jordan Peele's remaking Candyman or whatever you know if that does happen yeah neat I've never seen this I'll watch it and and yeah those don't always work for for younger kids or whatever but it's nice to have a new blue come out like a blu-ray come out because something's being remade and it doesn't yeah. delete the original and it's just yeah but the, but the whole this random person didn't like a movie so I'm not gonna go see it you know like it's, yeah. it's very it's very upsetting and especially for something that hasn't even come out yet I find that so deflating because you just you're hoping it's gonna be good maybe it won't be good but you know let, let it uh, survive or die on its own merit kind of thing that's how I feel anyway I know I mentioned this somewhere in the past of the podcast, but I'll never forgive Richard Roper, who I just mentioned, because... <laughs> who you just praised. Who I just praised. Years ago, he gave Chicken Run a bad review. I'll never forget this, because he doesn't like chickens. Richard, you can't do that. That's not how reviewing works. Now he can be like, it's because Mel Gibson did a voice. That, that, yeah. That's why. Like, no, no, that was 14 years ago. And I remember reading a review for Army of Darkness, where if you just would have taken the one star and put four it would have seemed like a glowing review because mm-hmm. it was all filled with crazy slapstick from the over the top Bruce Campbell and old timey stop motion effects yeah. and, and I was just like I don't understand how this is negative <laughs> yeah, not, you're saying factual things that are yeah. great <laughs> maybe change like, just a couple of nouns and verbs yeah. here and there Like it, it, it uh, shouts out Jason and the Argonauts skeletons like how can yeah. that not be good you know we were showing for OFS the film society Fantastic Woman, which is one of my favorite oh, movies from last year. I liked that I, I saw that and I was like, oh, Josh will be glad he gets to talk about this movie. I love that movie. But people were walking out, you know, Man. and when I when they were walking out, uh, I was sitting there in judgment of them. That being actually, like, I didn't like, even think of that. Oh, is this, you think the worst, right? You're like, oh, this is because you hate transgender yeah, yeah, people. Exactly. You know, it's, and so, you don't want to be like that. You're just like, it's because you're tired, right? Yeah. Tell me it's because you're tired. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it, it was, the, was it the second movie or the first? It was the first. Oh man, so that's even... Because I I will say, there are a fair amount of people who leave early in the second movie, uh, especially if the first one's a bit long, and... And it's totally fine. It's uh, you can see them coming in midway, and they're like, "Can I get a tea?" Because the second movie, I gotta stay awake. Yeah. Going, yeah, you got this. You got this. Well, that was there was some again. I don't know if there's any truth to this, but that Warner Brothers was now talking with Michael B. Jordan about playing Superman. <laughs> yeah. And my biggest concern was, well, you have to shave your mustache there, Michael, because yeah. Michael Jordan had a mustache going. No, but, he doesn't have to shave. You know what they did with Cavill. Oh, yeah, that went well. <laughs> yeah, the CGI mustache was perfect. But I, right now I'm at a point of my geekdom where I love how many parts of geek culture are standing up for good. Right. And for women and multicultural and diversity and everything. Because he is talented, but also because I would love Michael B. Jordan to get cast as Superman. Because there's no reason why he couldn't be. Why couldn't Krypton have black people? Right. Done. You know, it doesn't yeah. matter. And it's not the same Superman it's an alternate universe again right. so it's not like oh he's playing Christopher Reeve yeah yeah like Nick Fury as that yeah. period, which I mean you know not quite the same thing but I think he'd be great and it would drive races crazy oh, and that's the main <laughs> that I would love that well like, but it's interesting though because several of my friends who are black were upset about that didn't want him to be cast as that just mainly because of the insane like right anger that would come out of this no matter what and, and it's Michael B. Jordan is a great actor I think there's few people who would disagree with that even if he's been in some stuff that wasn't great and uh, he's I, we've seen him in Black Panther and 
Creed yeah, being enormous and muscular, right. and so he could fit the part and, easily. And that was part. That was uh, their main takeaway: is they would rather see him as a new black character who was his own thing, right. rather than saddling him with decades of white Superman. And then you just, oh my god, if you thought Last Jedi was a problem, like, well, you know what I mean. I yeah. know you didn't think that, but no, yeah. And then so I got that. And I was like, I totally understand because I, I straight up they were all not for it at all, and I was just yeah. like, why, why are we upset about this? Like, just. <laughs> yeah. just should be clear and I thought about it and I was like okay that does make sense like if you like Killmonger is a great character and yeah. and I understand that but I don't know I don't know how to feel because I think he could do great oh yeah and it's not like I, I, don't, I don't know I see both sides but it's not like every Superman movie has been amazing and every Superman has been amazing God I would argue hardly and no Superman movie <laughs> yeah. I, I the love you thinking about <laughs> man I love the moments of the first Superman movie right but when you go back and watch it with a grown-up critical eye. Mm-hmm. There's a couple of scenes in that movie, especially the flying poetry scene, and what I stand by of being the worst wrap-up of a movie in motion picture history. <laughs> the biggest cheat of oh all time. Oh my god. I remember being five and being like, what, so he just go backwards yeah, now? Couldn't he have done that at any <laughs> like, point for anything? Like, yeah. is he going to do that all the time now? Uh, like, I did not like that. What's even the point? Yeah. <laughs> just... So, I mean, Chris Reeve is great, but arguably he has two good movies. Mm-hmm. And then nobody like Superman Returns, nobody like yeah. Man of Steel. Well, even part two is is such a big debate because which cut do you like? Are, yeah. are, are, neither of them are really flawless. I so. may not have even seen the director's cut yet. Of, of, yeah, apparently, of I, I, don't, I don't think I've seen it either, yeah. but apparently it's... I mean, they did the best they could considering they put that together, I don't know, what, 30, 40 years after or whatever, maybe less. Yeah. I can't remember the timeline now, but but that wasn't that long ago, and I think that was like within the last 10 years that they did the Donner cut. Yeah, I feel like it, it was for some anniversary or... Yeah, 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 it might have been when Superman Returns come out or who even knows. They're always looking for something. Like, you guys are looking for the uh, director's cut of uh, Quest for Peace? Anybody? <laughs> yeah. Still know? Still know? Okay. Oh, man, I'd love a feature-length documentary. I was just listening to John Cryer on a podcast, and he was talking about how it was great to film because Chris Reeve is awesome and he got right. to work with all these, you know, Margot Kidder, all these people. But he said week one was, yeah, we're making a Superman movie. And he said even Gene Hackman was having fun. Yeah. He said in like week two, week three, you could just see the wallpaper crumbling. You, yeah. could, you could see that they had no budget. You yeah. could see all this stuff. And they knew. Halfway through production, they're like, yeah, this isn't, this oh isn't going to work. <laughs> it's like a Dr. Moreau-esque, but not nearly that bad. <laughs> yeah. It was just, and that's because it was, you know, went from a big budget studio picture to essentially a low-budget independent... Who did that? Canon? Was that Yeah. Canon? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, right, right at the end of their reign. Yeah. So it went from Warner Brothers at their peak to Canon as they were falling apart. Yeah. <laughs> That's a big switch. Had it been, like, Canon at their peak and, you know, like, loose with the rating, that could have been a very interesting film. Yeah. Like, yeah a now, lot more violent. It's... I just care more about the creative team now. I don't know. I, I don't think we're going to have a Superman movie in the next couple years anyways. I think they're going to... See what happens with Wonder Woman. See what happens with Aquaman. Yeah. Supposedly they might do a Supergirl movie. So we'll see. But I, I'm just I'm not too negative about any of it because I'm just like ah, I'm happy with all these Marvel and Star Wars movies. Yeah, <laughs> so. and, and it's and, and as you say, like I think more than anything, it's the creative team, and, and yeah. that's what someone pointed out was it's interesting that it's sort of been said that maybe they'll put Superman in the back burner to do Supergirl or to do Wonder Woman two, etc., and like more yeah. female characters, which is great assuming the creative team is good and they're yeah. given the budget and they're given the time and, and the hands-off aspect. Because if all you took from Wonder Woman was, 
women superheroes will equal money. Then yeah. that's, you know, it also was because they got a great director and a great star. And, and so I, I do really hope that they're considering that and looking at what Marvel has done and saying, oh, wait a minute, if we get talented people, and it'll actually lead to yeah. money. There's no shame to just copy what those other guys did. Yeah, and <laughs> please do it yeah. at this point. <laughs> so let's chat about the 14th through the 20th. Mm-hmm. We have two returning films, The Bookshop and Eighth Grade. Bookshop is actually screening right now, 1950s. It's very good. It's much more heavy than I thought it was going to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be a goofy U Grant romantic comedy, and it's kind of more of a tragic tale of oh god, don't follow your dreams. Tragic. Oh god. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. So it's more cider house rules than a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> oh man. But it's very good. Bill Nye's great. Emily Mortimer. Bill Nye. No, Bill Nye. Bill Nye. Is it not like, like the scientist? Nye? Bill Nye told me it's pronounced Bill Nye. Not is in it person. Really? Because yeah. I'm like, but just just know it's not the science guy. Is but all he I'm said if people come up to him and pronounce it Nighy, he's so British he just doesn't care. Oh, man. But, I get, like, but it's Nye. I don't yeah. doubt you. I'm just yeah. worried that someone will hear this and be like, oh my God, Bill Nye is in that? That's amazing. I'm totally going to that. Also, I've never, I guess I've just never, I always assumed it was Nye. Or yeah, like, I forget Nye. what it was on. It was either on, it was years ago, but it was on Craig Ferguson or Letterman or something. Yeah. But he said, no, it's Nye. <laughs> and so yeah. it's one of those names I don't hear said out loud. And in real life, he's the most humble, quiet British guy. I so believe it. if you went up to him and said, Mr. Nye, can I have an autograph? <laughs> yeah. You just see him going, Oh, of course. Yeah, yeah. thank you. He's you got know, Pirates so. of the Caribbean money. He's good. Yeah, he's fine. <laughs> so yeah, Bookshop and 8th Grade. 8th Grade, I'm madly in love with. I thought it was great. Very good. Oh, man, even Andrew gave it four and a half stars. And, and, and that, <laughs> seriously, it might sound like faint praise for me, but it was like, even yeah. Andrew loved it. Because it's it's great when the general public loves it, or, or even if, if, you know, Josh says it's great. Mm-hmm. But if Josh and Andrew and the public say it's great, I'm Whoa. like, that's like everyone. That's basically. three out of three. Yeah, like you're, you're hitting all of the targets. I did, it's funny. There was one woman who actually left the it was hilarious left the film and she said to me that she was upset because of the young woman she was like that young woman shouldn't it sounds like i'm making up a character (laughs) that young woman was so rude and and i can't imagine making a movie around someone like that and she was she's actually like this sweet i know did she say ladybird was she in a ladybird screening you do see her being a punk kid a couple times well yeah i guess like Maybe she didn't like the scene where she's just ignoring her dad at the so. table on her phone. But I, I felt like being like, well, no, in movies, characters have flaws and then learn from them. And then at the yeah. end, yeah. you're going to stick with it. Stick yeah. with it. And guess what real life is like? That. But I thought it was great. You were very judgy as she walked out, uh, I hope. Yeah. <laughs> I am an eighth grade girl. Yeah, boom. <laughs> and, but, and that's the thing, too. Even though it's different in that since the stone ages of when I was in eighth grade, it's very different with yeah. social media, with all that kind of stuff. When I was a young girl in eighth grade, it yeah. was totally different. The internet was... When was, I was... Yeah. <laughs> Man, you could identify with it. Yeah. Certain bully scenes, certain being uncomfortable scenes. I really yeah. liked it a lot. You're, getting, you're kind of like half gushing about it here, yeah. which I like. And, and I really like the music. I went home and Gwen... Yeah, it does have a good soundtrack, good score. Gwen listens to music way more than I do, so she has the Google Play, yeah. you know. So I looked it up, and the woman who did the score was on there, and it all sounds like that, all kind of, what do you call it, like synth keyboards okay. and horns. Oh, mm. I, really, I really like that a lot, too. So. Yeah, I have not seen it, but I will see oh, it. Oh, you gotta see it. I, I almost came to see it at one thirty on Saturday, but then it was Saturday, and, you know... Yeah. I don't know. Saturday, like, it seems like the perfect time until you get up, and you kind of leisurely have your coffee and everything, and you're like, maybe I won't leave the house. I think it could be this year's, if not winning some awards, it, it'll get a screenplay nomination yeah. at the Oscars, that kind of thing. It's always that. These great indie movies are always like, 
well, we don't think you're cool enough to get it on a movie award or yeah. a director award, but we'll give you a screenplay. Yeah. And you go back historically, that's 20, 25 years, and that's Quentin yeah, and yeah. Sofia Coppola. Oh, man, even Lady Bird was like that. Lady Bird, The Big Sick. It's all these kind of things like that. Yeah. So I think it'll be in there for some awards come the end of the year. I'm excited. Then we have two Ottawa premieres, a Canadian film called We're Still Together and uh, an American film called We the Animals. We the Animals looks like I think a boy version of Florida Project. Okay, yeah. With, with a bunch of little punk kids running around having adventures. Doing stuff. Yeah, <laughs> it, lo- it looks very similar to that to me. Yeah, interesting poster too. Like, if you just saw the poster and knew nothing about the movie, you still would know nothing about the movie. <laughs> but it still looks good. Then we have the return of the Rocky Horror Picture Show, hosted Huge. by the absent friend Shadowcast, which I have to find the stats for, because I know our stats are really big with it's that getting, yeah almost I believe we're in our 84th year yeah 84th <laughs> year we're gonna go with that we're the biggest in Canada and the third yeah. biggest in North America or something like that so same with the room right like we're second oh, the room, or something the room we're number one we are number one yeah. okay nice yes. because we're really? like, yeah number one by far and even like, like, of monthly screenings and like not just in North America no like anywhere in the world yeah and I was chatting with Greg Sestero about it and he said there were a couple of Californian theaters that also hopped on early. Yeah. But one of them closed and moved. No, we hate that. One of them has a break in their run. Yeah. So we have Fools. a couple close on our back. <laughs> yeah. But we're the longest running the room. Yeah. I wish we had a, a good thing to be proud of. I, well, <laughs> you know? like, I mean, it's something. I mean, it is cool because we've had, we've had both those guys come here and yeah. stuff. So, I mean, we at least have that going for us. So that's cool. And unofficially... Greg is coming back soon. Okay. We, we don't know oh. when, but I was chatting with Lee about it, and he said it will happen before the end of the year, hopefully sooner than later. And that'll be his third solo visit. Yeah, because that'll be for Best Fiend Friends Part oh, Two. Right, right, right. Okay, yeah. yeah. And I'm sure we'll do something around it. He'll introduce a room night yeah. or do something. I don't know how because last time it was fun. He did. It was really really fun. He did a kind of just like a live night where he yeah. did a script reading with some of the fans yeah that was neat did autographs for everybody and so I'm sure I we'll gave him a something. popcorn I gave him oh, a, yeah. he had a kid's popcorn uh, oh, good. I yeah. served the Greg's oh, sister good, yeah. good. that was good it, I hadn't seen like I hadn't read his book I hadn't seen Disaster Artist yeah. I, I mean I'd seen The Room but I didn't I didn't know you know I didn't want to bug him and stuff but he was just it was really funny it's so surreal he was just pacing around the theater kind of during the movie and I was like I should I yeah. should say something to him. Like, well, I, I don't know. I don't want to bug him, but he was no, a really cool people. guy. Yeah, we and, love him. Yeah, and he, and he's not you know quite as I don't know eccentric. You're choosing your words yeah, carefully. Not quite. Yeah. Before every single person asks this, do you think there's any chance that we're gonna do Best Fiends one and two? Someone asked is... that. And I don't know because Lee and I were chatting about it, and the problem is double bills don't work. Right. So 200 people came for part one and then stayed for part two. Yeah. But traditionally. It would either be 20 people show up for part one yeah. and then 100 for part two. It, it, so it's, it's really confusing. tough. It's really tough to try to figure out. It might be a little different because we know Greg and he knows yeah. the distributor because I know traditionally you would get a deal on double bills. Right. When I was in high school coming to the Mayfair, yeah. Warner Brothers would give some sort of two-for-one deal or yeah. something. But now there's no deal. So if you're showing so, Die Hard 1 and 2, you're paying double the distribution fee. Most people don't oh, want to right. pay a $20 ticket. No. So it's, it's Yeah, so it's not impossible. But not impossible, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Because it is a part one and a part two, so it makes sense. I mean, I guess if we did like a pre-sale night with Greg that's one and two, you must pay up front for both of these yeah. things. But even then, like... 
And there's just certain movies you never just play Kill Bill 2 or whatever. You <laughs> yeah. just don't. It's just weird. <laughs> that would actually be amazing. I wonder how that would do if we just played part two of that. Kind of longer franchises, like when poor Leonard Nimoy died, we played Star Trek 2. But that's both kind of a self-contained movie. Yeah. And we're not going to play six Star Trek movies. No. And it's a 94-minute special like you like, so I mean... Yeah, It's so, not like part one is three hours, you know? Yeah, we'll see. Greg will be here one way or the other, so that'll mm. be fun, even if it's just for part two, which I'm oh, yeah. dying to see. And mm. it'll be fun. And he'll at least answer questions about part one. Even oh, if we don't and <laughs> Greg's great. He will autograph till dawn. There was always people trying to get in line and all worried. <laughs> and I would say, if you're staying for the double bill... Let the people who are just here for the first one get their autographs and go mm-hmm. home because Greg will stay here till two in the morning. Yeah. He'll be fine. So, and the last thing I mentioned this week is if you're listening to this, I'm going to post this on the 14th. Okay. So if you listen to this right away, the 15th will be our 17th Saturday morning. Oh, wow. All you can eat cereal cartoon party. 17. If you miss that, we'll have 18 around the holidays. Yeah. Three hours of cartoons and buffet cereal. We have bought a total of 70 boxes, ranging oh, from normal to double size. Oh, I just like, we're going to go for 70. We always got to buy All more. All of the cereals. So, <laughs> some of the exciting ones that have grossed out my friend that I told her about are a Nutter Butter cereal. So, I saw those. And a S'mores cereal. Yeah. I, or, I love Nutter Butters. Yeah, and Oreo O's is fun to say, even if it's kind of weird. Oreo O's, 100%. <laughs> Just tastes like eating Oreos. They I hope so. Yeah, yeah. So, so I guess look forward to that unless you <laughs> yeah. hate Oreos, in which case. Look forward to diabetes and fun classic cartoons. Yeah, that is going to be amazing. That's the best. That's my probably my favorite thing we do. And yeah. we do a lot of awesome things. And so. I'm so glad it, it keeps on going because some other fun things that we've tried in the past, like for a while we did this thing called Sunday Night Geek Night where we would show a cool old movie. That, well, that kind of fizzled. Great. You should totally do that. that Saturday great. morning, or the Kids Fest, when we do once a month doing a kid yeah. thing, that fizzled. We try not to talk about that. Ah, uh, so sad. <laughs> For Josh's behavior. For me. But this worked. This, this is an idea I had yeah, that worked. That's true. We <laughs> so. got to at least get to 20, I feel like. I mean, oh, yeah. Now that we're at 17, it's yeah. like, come on. So thanks for listening. Go visit our friends at House of Targ. They're doing their arcade free play on Sundays throughout September and October. I thought I saw your bike the other day. Probably on did. <laughs> I got a new high score. I got 393,000 on Dig Dug, oh. beating my old high score of 364,000. Well, you got to yeah. get 400 now. I'm so, so close. I'm so close. <laughs> you can find us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, and at makertheater.ca. More news soon. Hopefully, some Nick Cage news next time. Man. Oh, please. Yeah, no, yeah, <laughs> oh, please. no spoilers. Don't VOD anything ever for the next three weeks. Oh, I was wondering about that. It yeah, could yeah. be coming. It could be happening. Maybe something happens. Maybe it doesn't. We'll find out. But, uh, think happy thoughts. Yeah, Greg Sestero is introducing it. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> okay, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye-bye. Done. Oh, man. They'll never catch those eight um, interruptions we had. I know, that was the most. Is that Mandy? Yeah. You said too much. Oh, God. I didn't press stop yet. Oh, wait. Okay. <laughs> The greatest hope against the threat of nuclear war is Superman. I'm going to do what our governments have been unwilling or unable to do. Effective immediately, I'm going to rid our planet of all nuclear weapons. The greatest threat to Superman is Lex Luthor. Smarter than I thought. We can make the world safe for war profits. He's created the ultimate weapon to annihilate the Man of Steel. You risk worldwide nuclear war for your own personal financial gain. Nobody wants war. I just want to keep the threat alive. Dude of Steel, where are you going to get it? You know you're a workaholic. 
don't you stop and smell the roses, huh? Superman 4, Christopher Reeve, Gene Hackman, Jackie Cooper, John Cryer, with Mariel Hemingway and Margot Kidder as Lois Lane. Superman 4, his most important adventure, the quest for peace.